0: Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? Welcome to Hot Takes, where you get a sneak peek into this week's Patreon-exclusive interview. In today's Hot Take, Daniel Bergman tells the story of when he attended an Orthodox Christian Easter vigil service while
1: being a Protestant missionary in Ukraine. Enjoy. So I think I mentioned earlier that when I was on this missions trip called Trek that I uh, we spent our time in Ukraine. Not that, like, the country of Ukraine generally needs Christians from yeah, Canada can, can to come I, can and I, reform can, them. Can, <laughs> can, I preface, can
0: I preface this for
1: a second? Uh, please, please. Okay. Yeah, we can get so into what the missions <laughs> and everything I've, is
0: like. Ukraine, like, the the, the the capital city of Ukraine is Kiev, which is, you know, central Ukraine. And that is the place which in, in which Slavic Christianity was born, right? Yep. So, to be clear... The nation group of Kiev Rus, which became the countries of like Russia, Ukraine, Belarus—that's kind of Slavic area—became Christian five hundred years before the Reformation. Okay, let's just <laughs> let's let's do that. So, in the year nine eighty eight, is when Christianity like kind of officially became the state religion. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm in high school. I'm early university or whatever it was however, however old you were and i was telling my parents that my friend daniel bergman's going on a missions trip oh where's he going clearly he's going to go to you know a godless place the, the unchurched people uh yeah he's going to ukraine and my my parents and and me to a certain degree just like unfathomable
1: of course like it's it's a christian country yeah anyways yeah. go on uh, yeah Well, it's, it's funny. Like I know people who have come here to evangelize to the people of Winnipeg too. And it's like, (laughs) uh, you look around, you know, especially, you know, if you go South of the city, especially there's a church on every street corner, but like in the city too, you can hardly throw a stone without, without hitting a church. But I digress. That's a
0: whole, the whole, that's the whole question about evangelism, which is a whole other animal, but
1: yeah. Go on. So to, to be clear, uh, It's the, the intent of this trip was not, uh, there was a component of evangelism to it, but I think more so there was a component of partnering with uh, other church people or other, uh, missionaries already in the area already with set up ministries and, uh, set up uh church, churches and church bodies and so uh, you know a large part of our first month there was uh digging holes for fences and planting potatoes for uh just some extra muscle for for a, a church in uh urban I'm sorry rural uh uh like the countryside in some smaller towns um and some of the things involved like teaching in public school, we would be English teachers because we were native speakers and we were a good resource to have for, for the kids. And then, you know, we'd invite them to, to uh, events that we were doing and things like that. Um, But I remember we were there over Easter and we went to a, a a big Orthodox church in the area for um, what would be, because I know there's, there's, There's multiple services over what would be the Easter weekend, but what would be like the most celebratory of those services? That would be
0: the Easter vigil, which might happen, might start around like 9 or 10 p.m. That sounds right.
1: That sounds right.
0: So that would be Saturday night, Sunday morning. Like that's the Easter vigil, big, big celebration.
1: So this church, you know, it's got a balcony. It's got a large uh, sanctuary uh, on the main floor as well. And it's like, just packed with people. And, um, you know, I, I was used to going and singing in your church of maybe 20, but sometimes less than that. And uh, and being a part of, of the Orthodox liturgy in that way. And then I go to this church and there's like over a thousand people um, singing the same uh, tunes that I've been used to from from participating with you and it was like this incredible realization of what the liturgy can be and and truly celebratory and um and uh you, you know the the kinds of acts that the that the the members of the church are doing you know you can see how this is enacting the story of of Jesus and and um it was really really beautiful and uh we go to leave afterwards and we're walking down the street and someone from our team is like yeah, it's just too bad that they're not Christian though. I was like, "What? Are you kidding me?" Like I was beyond mad, <laughs> but I am a I'm a very non- <laughs> non-confrontational person and I was very worn out from being in a country where I didn't know the language of the people that were talking around me and was not up for uh, having a big big debate with people, although I should have. But especially and Possibly also part of what upset me in that moment is that if I didn't know you, I might have actually responded similarly. Like, you know, these people are just going through motions. This is a, this is a, a, a dead faith that, that uh, you know, has that they can't they see that they're just acting out on some cultural thing. But I I know you, and I know that you're one of the mo- most godly people that I know, and and you've helped me to understand. Like what it is that that this liturgy is pointing out and and how it's how it's used. Uh, so that was very very sad for me in that moment, especially after like the just a huge celebration, right? And then just like it's like you popped a balloon.
0: The Prying Priest is a social media-free podcast, so any word-of-mouth recommendations you can make to your friends and family about this show would go a long way. Looking forward to seeing you next time.
1: Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside?